poet Alexander Pope celebrated the power of music in his Ode on St. Cecilia, Cecilia, patron saint of music. Music, the fiercest grief can charm, and fate's severest rage disarm. Music can soften pain to ease, and make despair and madness please. Our joys below it can improve, and antedate the bliss above. Pope reminding us of the healing power of music, and that was in the 18th century. And in the 21st century, there have actually been studies, not just of music and health, but of singing and health. A number of small-scale qualitative studies and larger-scale descriptive surveys have identified a range of social, psychological, and health benefits which singers feel they gain from singing. Most studies, for example, report that singing can be mood-enhancing, even to the point of producing feelings of euphoria. Singing brings people together and helps to create a sense of group identity, social support, and friendship. Singing can help to develop skills, self-confidence, self-esteem, and a sense of achievement. Singing is also a physical activity which is both energizing and relaxing and can help to relieve stress and tension. Singers commonly believe that singing helps to improve breathing and lung capacity, improves voice quality, and promotes good posture. Because of the cognitive demands associated with singing, the activity can also serve to distract attention from personal worries. Several studies also identify a strong spiritual dimension to singing. That from a study titled Music, Health, and Well-Being, edited by Raymond MacDonald. Cody Mead seems to understand the power of music instinctively. He experiences the impact music has had on the singers in all the various choruses he's conducted and founded, and it seems that the health and well-being of the people around him are what is paramount for him. And he's actually decided to become a doctor in order to practice the art of medicine, as well as the art of music, and he has returned home to Bloomsburg for his pre-med studies. At the same time, because he believes so strongly in the power of music to form community and offer a chance for delight and well-being to singers and audience members alike, he has founded the Bloomsburg Singers, and the ensemble is about to host an internationally known organist who will present a wild and wonderful ride as he improvises the score for the silent film Metropolis by Fritz Lang. We've recently heard Cody Mead here on WVIA as the featured organist on music from St. Stephen's, and we hear him now as he talks about the power of music in his life and invites us to join in the fun this weekend. I always had an aptitude for music. I always really enjoyed music and kind of had a knack for it. But I wouldn't say that I had a particular interest in music until I was in high school. I couldn't tell you exactly what happened, but I, I just suddenly developed a real interest in music that became an obsession rather quickly. So in high school, I participated in all the school choirs and school musicals. I, I sang with the choir at the Presbyterian Church in Bloomsburg for a while. And then I went on in my 11th grade year in high school. I, I started helping direct the music at the local Episcopal Church in Bloomsburg and started taking organ lessons from Mark Laubach and voice lessons from William Decker, who was a 
retired professor from Bloomsburg University. And from there, I went to the Eastman School of Music, and I studied organ and music education there. And after that, I spent six years in Newport, Rhode Island, where I worked for a number of different organizations, directing children and adults, choirs, working with individual singers, amateurs, professionals, did all kinds of stuff in Newport. And some of those choruses and choirs you actually established, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So when I was in Newport, I primarily worked at a very large Catholic church, St. Mary's, which has some some history uh, associations with some pretty wealthy and powerful people, and a history of a fantastic music program. When I was there, that music program had been in some decline for, for, I guess, a generation or so, and we did a lot of great work to build that program back up. When I, when I started there, we had one choir, a volunteer choir with about 20 singers. And over the years, we founded a youth choir for girls and boys whose voices hadn't changed yet, which grew to be over 20 singers. We founded a professional choir of 12 singers, eight of whom were paid professionals. So uh, also when I was in Newport, I had a private voice studio. I had about 15 students at a time, mostly teenagers, but also some adults, and uh, I had a lot of fun working with a diverse group of students in my voice studio. I also worked with a handful of professional chamber choirs throughout Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I worked with a children's theater there, the Newport Music Festival, and so I just really grew to love working with choirs as a director, as an accompanist, and also working with individual singers. When did you come back to Bloomsburg? I came back to Bloomsburg about two years ago, right before the pandemic. And I actually came back to Bloomsburg to study, to prepare to go to medical school. So in addition to my work right now as a musician, I work at a church in Bloomsburg. I direct the Bloomsburg Singers and uh, do other musical gigging here and there. I'm also a full-time student at Bloomsburg University doing pre-med coursework. I will ask you at the end if there is something healing in both of those arts. How did it come about that you came together with the Bloomsburg Singers? Well, I know that so many of us who are musicians, whether professional or amateur, or people who sing as a hobby, we were just devastated to have to go through an extended period of time during the pandemic, not being able to sing together, not being able to perform in public, not being able to share our music with fellow singers and with audiences. And I've experienced in the choirs I've worked with and the singers I've worked with how powerful music can be, particularly vocal music. It can be cathartic, not in a a trivial way, but in a very meaningful and powerful way. It can even be life-changing for some people. And coming off of my experiences in Newport, where I worked with so many choirs and founded several choirs, and many of the choirs I worked with, we really raised the bar in terms of the type of music we did and and the level at which we performed it. Many of those choirs grew over the years. I just wanted to do the same thing for the community here, and I couldn't have imagined when, when I first came up with this idea that it would turn out to be as successful as it has. What's the size, and where do these singers come from, and what kinds of things have you been doing musically? So we did our first two concerts last July, and for those performances, I, I believe we had 28 singers. Since then, we've done a number of other concerts, and uh, typically we have about 40 singers at each of our concerts. Each of our concerts so far has been 
quite different from the other. Our first concert was in a church and was a kind of a eclectic group of different choral music, some of it sacred, some of it secular. We did a concert at a local cafe and bar called Brewski's, which was really fun and different. We also performed the Foray Requiem with orchestra in November. We did a holiday concert in December, which included well-known favorites, but also I went to some lengths to find music that people might not have heard of before. And um, we have several performances coming up this month and in June. We'll be doing a screening of the 1927 film Metropolis, the silent film, which will include live improvised organ accompaniment and choral music provided by the Bloomsburg Singers. And then we're also preparing a performance of the complete Vivaldi Gloria with organ and orchestra on Saturday, June 4th. And Cody, what happens when people get together like that and sing, whether they're professionals or not? What kind of bonding or what kind of community is formed? There must be, isn't it, when you're doing something so special as the Foray Requiem? I don't maybe call it magical. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would say it is magical. It's amazing to me how many of our singers have very, very busy lives. Some of them work unpredictable hours, and some of them have families to take care of. So it's it's not a negligible sacrifice for some of our singers to participate in the group. So it really is a natural extension then to say your interest in music making with others is not so distant from your desire to be a doctor. How do you explain the connection? (laughs) Yes. No, they're definitely related. They're definitely related. I don't have anybody in my family who, who works in medicine. So I think had I grown up with a role model in my family or maybe a family friend who was a doctor... I bet I would have wanted to be a doctor as as a child. It just wasn't on my radar. But in my work in Newport, I developed so many relationships with so many people of all ages. And in my work in the church, I I probably got to know well over 100 families uh, across three or four generations. And I just found myself falling into roles of caring, and I found that I'm somebody that people seem to easily trust, and I just, I really feel privileged to develop longitudinal relationships with people of all ages and all walks of life. And so, as I, as I worked in Newport over these six years, I kept seeing parallels between what I was doing and what a doctor does, and I pretty much knew nothing about it at first, but upon doing research and getting to know some doctors and so on, more and more, it seemed to me that that's really what I want to do with my life, because that's the aspect of making music that I enjoy the most anyway. So now I, I'm not exactly sure what kind of doctor I want to be, but I'm primarily interested in family medicine, because I love working with people of all ages and backgrounds, and I have considerable positive experience doing so with both groups and individuals. And I just, I love developing these longitudinal relationships, and I consider it a great privilege to walk through life with people at all the stages of life. We here at WVIA have been doing some interviews about narrative medicine and how critical it is for healthcare practitioners of all kinds to be able to listen and to listen well. And I can't think of anyone better trained in listening. <laughs> 
than a musician. So you are someone who has a key skill. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, that's really why I want to be a doctor is to, is to help people and to be with people. I've always had an interest in science, but I would say that's certainly secondary for me. But I can also say in my, in my studies right now at Bloomsburg University, I'm, of course, considerably older than my classmates, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty involved in the pre-med club here, and have, I think contributed positively with some new ideas for volunteering and educational opportunities for them. But I think one thing that I have to offer my younger quasi-peers, and, and I say as much to them, is that I don't think your job is that as somebody who's preparing to be a physician, let's say as an undergraduate student, your job isn't to get the best application prepared or, or have the best recommendation letters or get the best GPA. Of course, all of those things are your job to some extent, but primarily your main job is to do what you can at every point in your life here and now to prepare yourself to be the best physician you can be, to be the best helper, to be the best provider. And uh, so I think being aware of the human side of medicine and the communicative side of medicine, I think that's important starting at day one because in the end, that's really the foundation of what, what health providers are, are supposed to do. Now, tell us more specifically about where we can find the film and who the organist will be and what role does the chorus play? Yes. So our screening of Metropolis will happen on Saturday, April 23rd. It's kind of a multi-part event. So it starts with an art gallery at 6.30 p.m., which will be open throughout the evening. Then at 7.30, the Bloomsburg singers will be singing a choral overture featuring a variety of music that we've sung in the past, but also some new music that we're working on. And then the film itself will begin at 8 o'clock. It begins so late because the sun has to set before the church will be dark enough, and it should be over by about 10 o'clock. And this will all be at Wesley United Methodist Church in Bloomsburg. Playing the organ is Peter Krasinski, who is world-renowned for his ability to improvise and performs spontaneous soundtracks to a number of silent films all over the world. I did a film with him in Newport. We did King of Kings, and it was one of the musical highlights of my six and a half years in Newport. His talent as an improviser is truly unbelievable, and his knowledge of silent film is equally amazing. This event is a collaboration between the Bloomsburg Singers and also the Exchange Arts, which is an arts nonprofit here in Bloomsburg. And so they, they are handling the art gallery portion of the event. It's a open call show called Truth, Fiction, and Robots. And so we're expecting quite a number of works of art from community members and people from throughout the region on the topics of science fiction and uh, social justice issues. And so those artworks will be up around the church during the event, and they'll all, in some way or another, be related to the film. Cody Mead, organist and choral director, founder of the Bloomsburg Singers and pre-med student, speaking with us in anticipation of this weekend's silent film screening in Bloomsburg, as we heard 
Metropolis by Fritz Lang will be screened Saturday, April 23rd at 8 p.m. at the Wesley United Methodist Church of Bloomsburg. The show will be accompanied by Peter Krasinski, who is an internationally known organist who has as a specialty accompanying silent films and improvising on the spot. And there will be a pop-up art installation at the church at the same time, and that's organized by the Exchange Arts Group. And the exhibit is titled Truth, Fiction, and Robots to Key Into Metropolis, and the Bloomsburg Singers will perform as well. That's Metropolis on Saturday, April 23rd at 8 p.m. at Wesley United Methodist Church. And Peter Krasinski is the guest organist. He will improvise the entire score at the organ. And if you need more information, you can find the Bloomsburg Singers on Facebook. So facebook.com, the Bloomsburg Singers, facebook.com, the Bloomsburg Singers. And that's Metropolis at Wesley United Methodist Church, a showing of Metropolis accompanied with live organ improvisation by Peter Krasinski, and there will be simultaneously a fun art exhibition titled Truth, Fiction, and Robots, organized by the Exchange Arts. Again, for more information, facebook.com, the Bloomsburg Singers. We're hearing Cody Mead recorded at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in downtown Wilkes-Barre. This is a performance we have shared not too long ago on music from St. Stephen's. 